0: Coffee with your spouse is like capturing happiness in a cup.
1: She's the cream in my coffee.
0: And he's the sugar in my cup. I'm Teddy. And I'm Jenny.
1: You're You're listening listening to Cream Cream in My My Coffee.
0: Coffee. This podcast contains adult language and adult topics intended for mature audiences. Listener discretion is advised. While spectrophilia is commonly used interchangeably to mean ghost sex or sex with ghosts, The true definition refers to the attraction between humans and ghosts. For as long as humans have walked the earth, we've asked certain questions. Is there life after death? Do the departed spirits of the deceased walk among us? Can we have sex with ghosts? Grab a warm cup of coffee and join us on today's episode.
1: Hey everyone, welcome back. We are here back again. ...on an exciting, crazy topic, I think, today.
0: Woohoo! It's October!
1: Yep. We're going to be talking about the spookiness and the sexiness.
0: Ooh, la la.
1: We'll see if you agree, too.
0: <laughs> okay, so today we have a really, really interesting topic. Spectrophilia. You know cream in My Coffee podcast is not your typical marriage podcast. We keep the coffee always hot... And the conversation even hotter. We're available wherever you listen to your podcast or music.
1: I'm your host, Teddy.
0: And co-host, Jenny.
1: And we are going to speak on spectrophilia. Spectrophilia is just incredibly crazy. However, in the celebration of October and all things spooky, we're going to be discussing the fetish called spectrophilia. Also known as ghost sex.
0: Ooh. (laughs)
1: <laughs> i don't know it already sounds crazy I anyway. Mean, we just started
0: <laughs> well that's that's us that's us babe we're crazy we are teddy and jenny
1: i don't know i just want to <laughs> i don't know okay
0: i don't know sex with casper hmm <laughs> that's basically what this is
1: well television has generated a hype on this topic movies such as ghost the sixth sense casper and even beetlejuice Betel-
0: say it again two more times beetlejuice beetlejuice
1: Nope. but is ghost sex even real or really common enough to deserve its own fetish hmm what does spectrophilia mean spectrophilia has two definitions one is the attraction between humans and ghosts and the second is the attraction to objects seen in mirrors maybe i look at myself and i get turned on
0: well, hell, I know I look at you and I get turned on as hell in the mirror, and the shower, anywhere.
1: <laughs> just you. Just you. You're sexy. Uh, so the two meanings might seem vastly different at first, but considering that the second definition refers to the arousal brought on by something that isn't really there, it makes more sense.
0: Now, there is a big difference between ghost and mirror spectrophilia, we're gonna be discussing more the aspect of actual ghost, but I will say the differences between the two. Spectrophilia does have one key difference between mirror spectrophilia and ghost spectrophilia, the entity involved. Mirror spectrophilia is sexually arousal from a partner or oneself in the reflection of a mirror. We've we've done this. <laughs> hmm. We've done this together, but you were not an apparition. You were real. In the mirror.
1: Are we talking about like FaceTime?
0: FaceTime, daytime, nighttime, all time.
1: <laughs> what if you see just my face?
0: I, I want to see more than just your face.
1: This <laughs> starting to sound psycho.
0: More sexual. <clears throat> Anywho. So, uh, as I was saying, um, while ghost spectrophilia involves arousal from spiritual entities such as ghosts or other paranormal experiences, while both involve arousing fantasies, mirror spectrophilia is more accessible to people, to most people. It involves either being aroused by your own reflection or from a partner's. I don't know, Teddy, I've never gotten a Aroused from seeing myself, seeing you, whether you're in the mirror, like I said, in the shower, that's totally different. But seeing myself, I don't. I mean, if you're with me and we're doing something and we're looking in the mirror, then that's totally different.
1: So I guess if I somehow turn myself into a ghost, that would be entertaining for you.
0: I mean, no i I want to feel you. I'm, I'm. Well, I'm sure with the topic we're talking about today. I know most encounters on letters we've read, on stories we've read, they've actually felt the apparition. However, I want you real. I want you there. But God forbid if there is a day that you were ever to leave this earth and such a thing exists, bring it on. (laughs) Bring it on. Because since the day I married you, I vowed to never have sex with anyone else but you. So whether it's in life or in death, I welcome it as long as it's you.
1: Okay, sounds good.
0: Meet me on the other side then. (laughs) You can haunt me for the rest of my life. I'm fine. Okay, but uh, it involves either being aroused by your own reflection or from a partner's. Ghost spectrophilia, on the other hand, involves supernatural entities that you can't necessarily see with the naked eye. There are some who believe that these supernatural entities are real while others might find these experiences to be more imaginary than physical. Either way, there are common threads between both types of spectrophilics that involve feelings or desires and sexual pleasure through fantasy or physical contact. i rather have the physical contact. The fantasy is great. Fantasies are really, really great. But what is a fantasy without the real action behind those thoughts?
1: But who in their right mind is thinking about ghost fantasies?
0: I don't know. Some of the stories we read uh, earlier this week, they sounded kind of sexy. I mean, Casper sounded more of a a sexy sex goddess than anything else.
1: That's just strange.
0: I'm all about strange. Now, I am a skeptic, but I like to say I am the most open-minded skeptic there is. I usually find logic and a lot of uh supernatural you know paranormal aspects of life, however, again, I'm very open minded
1: that is true. I'm not as open as you are, definitely not.
0: <laughs> that sounded <is> so sexual
1: <laughs> That might sound bad in a sexual way.
0: I'm only open for you. No worries on that. <laughs> okay oh my gosh we're terrible we're terrible we gotta stop like literally like stop the podcast for a second (laughs) oh my gosh who if i could count on my finger and toes how many times we stopped the podcast to do something crazy oh my goodness okay all right so is spectrophilia real
1: since spectrophilia refers to just the attraction of humans to ghosts yes who, who are we to deny the existence of a pati- particular sexual attraction?
0: Exactly. Exactly. I
1: mean, think about it. However, whether or not you're a skeptic, this particular subject is considered a fetish. But is ghost sex really common enough to deserve its own fetish? I don't know. After all, ghosts are probably not real. Do you think... If ghost hunters had actually discovered proof of s- spectral activity, it would have been bigger news.
0: Yeah, like aliens right now in the news. It kind of makes you question. You know, everyone who believes in aliens or thinks that there's other life on other planets, you always have that in your. I mean, because the solar system's so big. But now that the news is like, or the government is like, yeah, well, there might be this. It kind of makes you question. No, is there really? Same thing like with Ghost Hunters. Um I'm not a fan of the show. I've seen a couple of episodes. My daughter likes the show. Uh however, <laughs> it's not it's not my cup of coffee. I don't I don't hate it, but I don't necessarily want to watch it. Um it seems okay, you know, I mean, they go to a lot of cool places. However, again, if they really have caught something or any ghost hunters out there, it should have and would have been a lot bigger than what it actually is, because you don't hear much about the paranormal ghosts. oh, that this is real. You don't see it on the news, you know, like how you're seeing about aliens right now. By the way, speaking of aliens, I got a notification, Teddy, I don't know if you got the same one, that the Ring camera is offering some serious, serious money that if you can capture any alien footage. Did you see that?
1: Oh, I sure sucked did it.
0: Gotta go check our cameras.
1: I would have deleted it. Yeah, I deleted it too,
0: I ain't gonna lie.
1: However, because it's nearly Halloween and we can't possibly answer for every unexplained haunting that's ever happened, it's worth exploring just how we, as a species, have interacted with paranormal phenomenon. Not to mention, if if such a thing exists, there's probably somebody out there who's about
0: it i've never thought about sex with ghosts i'm not going to sit here and say i have however i have thought about like i said god forbid if you pass away if that were possible especially after reading these articles if i could still have sex with you (laughs) because i want it to be possible i want to be able to still get some action if you're not here i mean because who else is going to satisfy me
1: well i mean if i'm no longer here you could be like everyone else on the planet and move on
0: no there is no moving on without you teddy seriously there is no moving on without you i mean no you better come back as a freaking ghost you better be my casper in the bed sheets i i need you to be here forever i mean you and i we're forever babe okay so there has been celebrity sexual ghostly encounters believe it or not So who's boning Ghost? (laughs) Well, world-famous pop star Kesha, for one. The song Supernatural of her 2012 album Warrior is apparently about a one-night stand with a specter. That song was about having sex with a ghost, the singer told Ryan Seacrest that year. I lived in the flop house at Rural Canyon, and there was this weird energy that lived there. It used to keep me up at night and wake me up. It progressed into this dark sexual spirit, she admitted that. While she didn't know his name, the encounter did scare her. But she said that was the fun of it. Well, I guess we'll have to take her word for it, right Teddy?
1: Yeah, I mean, that right there is just, that's crazy. I mean, I would have got up and told her to run. Like, run, bitch, run. Like <laughs> I
0: was just, thinking that. I was about to say that. It was crazy. <laughs> oh, my
1: gosh. I, I, I would not have nobody encounter no part of my body at all. I don't know what the hell she was thinking.
0: If ghost sex is real, if spectrophilia is real, there's no getting pregnant. There's no STDs. You know, here's my question, though. If you have sex with a ghost, is that considered cheating?
1: Yeah, I would think so. I guess you'd be a... I don't know, a ghost whore? I don't I have no idea what that's called.
0: <laughs> that ghost is a ghost wrecker <laughs> instead of a home wrecker. <laughs>
1: yeah, I guess so. In two thousand seventeen, Paranormal two actress Natasha Bleisick made news for claiming to have had sex with ghosts on two different occasions.
0: Damn, she didn't just get lucky one time, she got lucky twice.
1: <laughs> this bitch is already crazy.
0: <laughs> I love Paranormal Two, that was great.
1: Whatever. Basic <laughs> first shared her story on this morning, a popular British daytime talk show. Speaking remotely with hosts Philip Schofield and Christy um Christine like bleakly, excuse me. And accompanied by a psychic Patty Negri. Blacks says. Oh my god, what the hell? That's a whole team for a ghost.
0: Yeah, I mean that's amazing. That is amazing.
1: Why the hell? I guess they all need to verify she got poked by a ghost, whatever.
0: Basically, yeah. I mean, if 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 you get penetrated by a ghost, they want to know how, what, when, and where. Shit, I want to know.
1: Well, Blazik says in quotes, I could feel the weight of my the of a body on top of me, and I couldn't see anybody, but I could feel the energy. I can feel the warmth. And at first, I was very confused with it all. Then I just decided to relax and it was really, really pleasurable. Unquote. I'm just putting that out there. It was a quote by her. I'm not saying this shit. <laughs> who the hell in the, who the hell in the right their damn right mind? I mean, I'm just think about this. If you feel the weight of a body of somebody on top of you, you can't move. You don't know who the hell that is or what that is, and then all of a sudden you're getting, literally whatever is going on down there for your woman, yeah. and you're just enjoying that. You just a hoe.
0: Um, don't, don't say it like that. She's just a ho. I honestly, I have my own opinions, my own theories on how this is happening that I'm going to say at the end of this episode, but I do believe there is a logical explanation for this. I'm not knocking on anyone who's experienced this or anyone who enjoys this to each its own. You know, if you find it pleasurable, hey, more power to you. You know, you're getting laid from somewhere, you know, and again, no, no pregnancy, no diseases, It seems to be pretty safe, right? So to each its own, but I do have my own opinions and theories on how this could take place. The possibilities for me are not so much supernatural. I'm not saying that supernatural aspects don't exist because I'm sure every story and every experience is different. But I do think there's a logical explanation.
1: I hope the ghost choked that (laughs) out.
0: Call 1 800 choked out.
1: And that's so oh weird gosh. because <laughs> as she speaks, a hashtag appears on the screen sex with ghosts. <laughs> Unbelievable.
0: I this saw the crazy. interview. <laughs>
1: I don't even know why the hell we're talking about this right now.
0: Because it's October and it's our favorite time of year, Halloween. We have to. We have to mix the paranormal, the sexy stuff with the supernatural stuff. I thought that it was really important. Yes, this was my idea because I'm the weird one. So,
1: Natasha, bless you're a hoe.
0: Don't say that. You are not a hoe. You're just a very talented individual. She was talented. She did a really good job in Paranormal 2.
1: Because she got raped by a ghost.
0: Maybe it was a ghost from Paranormal 2. There you go. Right? Right? She brought that shit from the set. She brought it home with her. Hey, you know, I mean, some people like to take their work home. That's exactly what she did.
1: Still at home.
0: Lord have mercy.
1: Understandably, Schofield has a lot of questions. One of the, uh, the hosts at the uh, This Morning Show. When it was over, I mean, this is a quote from Schofield. Shof- when it was over, I quote, when it was over, I mean, did the ghost say thank you? Or um, did he just leave? Unquote.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I think it was <laughs> a wham, bam, and there was no thank you included.
1: <laughs> he just left, Blasic says. But he came back in about a month, and it was about the same, she quoted.
0: It was a booty call. Or ghostly
1: call. As the very first encounter. So, in quote, So it was a full-on ghostly sex, Schofield presses on. Blessick nods, somewhat hesitantly, quoting, This is full-on penetrative sex by ghosts. Question mark? He asks again. (laughs) Getting, I think, hung up on, hmm, the wrong details. Blazik says, that's what it felt like. Negri, whose psychic practice is based in Hollywood, adds that Blazik's story is hardly as outlandish as it might sound. Quoting, I've come across this for years, she says, unquote. Quoting again, I have clients literally worldwide that have had this experience. It's not that uncommon, unquote. Spectrophilia is classified as both a phenomenon and a fetish, depending on the term, the way the term is being used. In cases like Blasics, where an actual sexual encounter is experienced, it's the former. So, when categorized as one of the many possible paraphilia, extreme sexual arousal caused by atypical objects, situations, or persons, spectrophilia means simply all kind of, sort of, the sexual attraction to ghosts or spirits. Confusingly, this term is also used to be to describe individuals who experience sexual arousal from images in mirrors. So, Blasic, you're not only a hoe, Oh my you are gosh. a psycho. You got some kind of mental disorder or something. I, I'm just not, I'm not a doctor. I'm not pretending to be a doctor. But this bitch got problems.
0: I am... So in disagreement with you, again, to each its own, I believe there's a logical explanation for what she experienced. And if there's not, then as long as she enjoyed it, she obviously wanted it, she welcomed it, she was okay with it. And obviously she's talking about it openly. I don't think that we should criticize anyone who comes forward with anything that is not considered within the norm. I think that people out there experience a lot of things that cannot be explained a lot of times and therefore it becomes you know some kind of paranormal phenomenon and there's nothing wrong with that and again as long as she enjoyed it I mean me personally if something like that had happened to me you better go call a priest (laughs) you better call a priest because I am not welcoming that shit that's just me If it's not you, I don't care if it's a damn ghost or not. If it's not you, it's not touching me. You know what I mean?
1: I mean, it could be something that's self-formulated, too. You might have thought about it, and maybe you thought you were leaving your body and your soul. But really, you're just imaginarily screwing yourself because you're a hoe.
0: Oh, my gosh. Teddy, I think think you have a little bit of... Of something else in that coffee there today. Well,
1: she, well, she probably got that new disease called hoitis. <laughs> she just can't control herself.
0: We are joking, by the way. Teddy is joking. We we do that on here. And if you haven't heard us before, we can be assholes on our podcast. Uh, we're not going to apologize for that because that's just us being us, you know. Um, No, to each its own. And uh, whatever she enjoys, hey, more power to her. I do have, again, my own theories and opinions that I will be speaking about uh, towards the end of this episode. We're going to get into the history and folklore of spectrophilia. There are numerous historical and folkloric tales of spirits having sex with humans. In fact, most world cultures have some version of a lingering spirit that lives on beyond death. The most famous mythic examples of sex ghosts coast to coast were the Incubus and Succubus, which are familiar stories with me due to the fact that I listen to other podcasts such as Morbid, 30 Minutes of Morbid, and they always talk about stuff like this, which I find really interesting, even though I know you don't like those things, Teddy.
1: Nope, I'm just thinking about the first lady we talked about, (laughs) (laughs) Miss Blessick.
0: You still Um, on her?
1: Yeah, because I do not condone hotitis to anybody.
0: (laughs) oh gosh all right first referenced all the way back in mesopotamia incubi are male demons who engage in sexual activity with sleeping women succubi are their female counterparts though historically it wasn't as sexy as it sounds copulation with an incubus is how they believe witches were conceived now (laughs) just because your dad is a creepy sex demon doesn't mean you can't go to have a totally fulfilling life. After all, Merlin was said to be fathered by an incubus. The succubus and incubus, the female demon and the male demon respectively, who seduce humans to evil ends are religious concepts that date at least far back as the 14th century, and in some cultures, folklore, probably much earlier. But in modern, Secular terms, it's not a concept that draws much attention. So, there are plenty of religions, plenty of mythical aspects of these theories and stuff that date back since the dawn of time. But uh, the stories are all basically similar, they're just called different, like succubus, incubus, and so forth. Very, very interesting concept, and I've heard of lots of stories regarding a succubus and incubus and they seem to drain you not only they have sex with you but they kind of drain your soul afterwards and you feel excessively tired <sighs> <laughs> stop shaking your head
1: <laughs> this is just incubus succubus one wants to incubate you the other one wants to succubus you, you off i don't i don't understand <laughs>
0: <laughs> i am not going to say something right now but i'm thinking it
1: <laughs> this is just I don't know, guys. This is a little bit beyond my uh, intelligence level right now.
0: I know this is uh, out of your comfort zone, but I I always like to put you on the edge of your seat. So I did want to do something different. Again, still sexually referenced when it comes to intimacy. But I wanted to talk about this since we are in the month of October And I've read so many stories, including emails that I'm not allowed to read on here because I was not given permission that we received from a couple of our audience members that have had and encountered these experiences. So respectively, I wanted to talk about this. I thought it was important.
1: If you'd like me to roast you while you want to send your own personal (laughs) testimonials, please do. I would love to talk about some of the crap that goes on.
0: Okay, again, jokes. But uh, we do have some theories. Now, despite there not being any solid evidence for the phenomenon many people throughout the centuries have claimed to have had an encounter with, it's been theorized that hallucination encounters of this type are due to repressed sexual frustrations, which I'm all in agreement due to the fact that there is a lot of religious and cultural differences in certain cultures that like yours example, I mean, your true roots of like Indian roots, you know, it's more, you have to wait until marriage, you have to do this, you have to do that. Your culture is very respectful, which I honor, I totally honor. However, I think a lot of women and men, more women because women are more, you know, you're supposed to be a certain way a a flower, so to speak. You're sexually repressed. Shit, I would be too if I had to stay at home, cook and clean all day, and not do anything, and and can't show any part of your body, and then have to not get laid as much as you'd like to. I mean, I would be sexually repressed, and then you'd probably have me talking about encounters of the fourth kind that didn't really exist due to the fact that your mind is there. You want to have sex, but you're not getting laid.
1: There we go. (laughs) So... Let me simply put, in all races in all aspects, there is a percentage of all of our population that there's man ho and regular ho. So just gonna say it right now. What because, is wrong with you in the
0: hoe aspect?
1: Because they're out there. Don't you can't hide it. You may have less than one area or another, but it's like don't bring out your inner hoe so something can go and attack you and oh try to try to rape the hell out of you. Leave the inner hoe inside, please.
0: I honestly don't think that's anything about being a hoe, Teddy. It's... If you're sex... You you could talk like this because you're not sexually repressed and neither am I. I mean, shit, we get laid every day. Let's just be realistic. But there are people out there that don't have that advantage of having sex on a day-to-day basis.
1: So hang on. You're going to tell me that people are being oppressed by sex so they're keeping their inner hoe to themselves? It's not about... the release... Release your inner wholeness, please.
0: It's not about being a hoe. It's about having feelings of sexual desires that are not being fulfilled. You you don't have experience of this because you're always fulfilled. But you have just
1: anything or anybody of any sort, just a demon and come over (laughs) here, let (laughs) me get inside (laughs) you. That is just. <laughs> that's your inner hole talking to yourself.
0: No I inner hole.
1: Manifesting a demon.
0: I think my theory, again, please don't send a thousand emails out there, you guys. I'm not knocking on anyone who experiences this, enjoys this, has a fascination with this. I do th- believe that all things can be explained logically, and I do believe. We're created and our minds are the most powerful things in our body. Your brain is the most powerful things. And I feel whatever you manifest, whatever you conjure up in your head is going to unfold and take place to you due to the fact that it's your body, your thoughts, your mind. You're putting it out there. You're manifesting it in the sense of what you're thinking, your thoughts. And if you're thinking this or you're wanting this so bad, like if you want sex so, so bad, it just might manifest itself. Shit.
1: This shit's hurting my head.
0: (laughs) You don't have this problem, Teddy. And neither do I. So we can't really relate in that sense of being sexually repressed. But I'm sure there's a lot of people out there that can. Think about that. Like, think about if you never were able to have sex with me.
1: Oh, if we could change this title, call it Uncover Hope.
0: (laughs) Oh my gosh, Teddy. All right, so sometimes spectrophilia is also associated with sleep paralysis, where people experience seeing or feeling, (coughs) excuse me, an evil spirit in the room with them. Now, I will personally testify that I have experienced sleep paralysis So have you, Teddy. And we've experienced it differently. But not like this, not anything sexual. I mean, shit, if it was sexual, it would have been a lot better than what I experienced. But it wasn't anything to me supernatural either due to the fact that I had a baby. I was sleep deprived. I hadn't slept for days. I was stressed under a lot of exhaustion and stress will create sleep paralysis. And I I experienced that on a couple of occasions. And it wasn't anything I care to ever experience again. So did you when we lived in our first house. Remember, you were sleep deprived because of work.
1: Yeah, that's true. But I think it's also, it is really also the, uh, the higher power trying to contain your inner wholeness.
0: Oh, Teddy. <laughs> all in all seriousness, though, like I do feel like sleep paralysis, you could encounter something within that nature
1: so whether spectrophilia is real or not is up for debate.
0: Obviously, we've been debating this whole episode.
1: But the idea of having intimate experience with these supernatural entities is captivating for some.
0: Yes, it is.
1: Sure as hell not for me. <laughs> there have been reports for uh, from both men and women claiming to have had experiences which involve being touched, caressed, and even kissed by an unseen entity.
0: This is starting to sound real sexy. What
1: the fuck is wrong with these people?
0: don't say that holy sh- some of our good listeners have had these experiences and i totally respect it even though i may not understand it because i haven't experienced it i respect it due to the fact that it's an experience that they enjoy
1: go find somebody there's 20 billion people out here in this world
0: Please. maybe it's easier to have sex with the ghost i mean like i said no disease no pregnancies no drama shit no callbacks if you don't want them to call you back
1: hey get off the phone go learn how to talk to somebody face to face please
0: not with technology everything is technology nowadays nobody talks face to face anymore you know that teddy oh,
1: god i feel old <laughs> for many of those who subscribe to this theory the idea of spectrophilia is linked to uh, astral
0: astral projection
1: astral projection yes Okay, thank God I say no anal you know, probing and thank God.
0: <laughs> this is not, we ain't talking about aliens today.
1: Let me explain what astral projection is before we carry on to the subject. Astral projection is the ability of a person's spirit to travel to distant places. It's an out-of-body experience. Some people believe that during astral projection, your consciousness can transcend space and time and be able to interact with otherworldly entities in ways that defy logic and reality these spiritual offerings may range from sexual encounters soulmate experiences or simply seeking messages from the divine force
0: again mind over matter i feel like with an experience like that you can manifest or conjure anything because your mind is the most powerful utensil on your body god created us that way our, our brains are the strongest thing we have And I feel like if you manifest something and you put it out there, it's going to happen. So astral projection, I feel like that's the same concept. Again, open-minded skeptic. There's always logic and everything. I just feel like we're really intelligent species and we don't give ourselves enough credit for what we can possibly do. Therefore, we turn to supernatural and paranormal phenomenons to explain things we can't understand.
1: That was a mouthful. But all I'm going <laughs> to <Not> say... Not yet. <laughs> I don't know what kind of drug this is, but whatever the hell this is... This it's is the Jenny a drug. <laughs> this is some kind of mushroom, <clears throat> psychedelic drug, some kind of crazy crap. But whatever it is, I probably need to take that time to time so I can understand what the hell is actually going on.
0: We're smarter than what we give ourselves credit for, Teddy. And I just feel like people that experience this, they're experiencing another part of the human mind that we can't understand because we're not there, we don't do this. Like I said, logical. But, you know, a lot of people that don't understand logical aspects of it can explain it by supernatural and paranormal phenomena. That's why this subject is pretty cool. Now, we're going to discuss how to manage and treat spectrophilia. If you think you might experience spectrophilia, there are ways to manage it so that it isn't overwhelming or dangerous. If you are someone who has experienced spectrophilia or have been curious about its potential effects on your life, here are some things to consider.
1: Don't be a hoe.
0: Don't be a hoe? Yep. Oh my gosh. You remind me of that Medea movie called one Hundred choke that hoe
1: I would choke that hoe too. Cause
0: she's <laughs> stupid. Oh, ignore Teddy. I do. So, there is talk therapy talk therapy is the first step to talk to a therapist or counselor who is trained to help people with sexual issues talking to a professional will help you identify the cause of your spectrophilia which can be a key in unlocking and dealing with the underlying issues associated with it which i think is really important as we discussed earlier being sexually repressed i feel is a big big thing with spectrophilia You just basically need to get laid. You have all these desires. I mean, we're human, right? We want to get laid. We want to be touched. We want to be kissed. We want to be caressed. It's important to experience that. We're not meant to be alone. So I feel like when people have repressed emotions and feelings, they can experience spectrophilia. Now, that's my own theory.
1: Well, my theory is somebody agreed with me to talk to your inner hoe. (laughs)
0: Therapy overall, all in seriousness, Teddy, therapy is really important. It does a lot of benefits, not just if you're experiencing spectrophilia, but in other aspects of your life. Whatever you're going through, I think it's really important to talk to someone. Talking to someone about your problems is very important.
1: So educate yourself. Educating yourself on the subject is also important.
0: Yes. Yes, it is, Teddy.
1: Reading up on the condition can help you understand and to start accepting that it's something that you can live with. I'm going to say, hell to the no.
0: You have to educate yourself. This is the problem and why you don't understand these things. You're not educating yourself.
1: This is like <laughs> reading about finances and not knowing how to balance your checkbook. And that's just like... That's me. <laughs> it's just, you can't put... Never mind. I'm just going to stop.
0: Oh my gosh, I'm going to kiss you right now. You need to stop. You're too close to me. Okay, alternative outlets and coping strategies. It also helps to find alternative outlets for your arousal and coping strategies for managing your urges when they arise. Ooh. Exercise, meditation, mindfulness, and other forms of self-care can help you stay in control when faced with situations that could trigger spectrophilia episodes. I honestly feel after reading what we've read, spectrophilia episodes kind of do sound like a sleep paralysis if you really, really think about every article we read, every story that was sent to us we read. It sounds kind of like sleep paralysis, just... Not so scary, because sleep paralysis is scary as hell. Whoever experienced it knows exactly what I'm talking about. It's not something I want to experience. Uh, sleep is important, you guys, so try not to be over-exhausted, because then if you get one of these, it's just crazy. But it kind of does sound like a sleep paralysis episode, just with sex. What do you think?
1: I don't know. I think that she's talking about self-care and all that crap. Which
0: is important.
1: It's, it's important, yeah. But... If you feel like back in the story with Blasek, talking about she felt the heaviness on her body and she couldn't move.
0: Sounds like sleep paralysis though, doesn't it?
1: It sounds like she was just being at ease, being a hoe.
0: Oh my goodness. Okay, stop. Stop. <laughs> oh my goodness. No, but like sleep paralysis episodes, they, they usually start like that. You can't move. You feel like there's a heaviness on you because your brain... I mean, you're up, but you're asleep. You're like right in between. You know, you've experienced it. So does that make you a hoe?
1: I am not going to allow anybody around my butt at all. It's just not going to happen.
0: We are not talking about probing here, Teddy. But it seems like you want to talk about that. Is there something I don't know about?
1: (laughs) I'm not even going to get into what I'm talking about. I'm sure dudes listening right now know exactly what I'm talking
0: about. Everybody's probably dying laughing. Okay, so talking like we were saying earlier today, talking about your experiences with trusted friends or family members can help you process any negative reactions you encounter and may even validate some of the feelings you are having. You never know what somebody's going through or if they've experienced this themselves. So talk to someone you trust. And if you feel uncomfortable to talk to friends or family, again, talk therapy, a therapist, a counselor, Anyone who you can open up to and truly, truly unmask, un- unveil everything that you're feeling, everything that you went through is so important for your mental and physical health.
1: You know what? You can send me your letters and your thoughts and all your experiences. Oh,
0: you're going to get a lot after this episode. That's cool
1: because <laughs> I'll tell you the type of wholeness you got. That's no problem.
0: Teddy, oh my gosh. Yeah, we're that's like a thousand and one emails. I think that our email, honestly... If we haven't responded within this month, it's because our email kind of (laughs) broke. It was just actually over flooded. We're still catching up on all your emails. We do appreciate it. Even the ones that were negative, due to the fact that we grow, we learn, and we listen to all our fans out there. So we we, uh, really do appreciate you guys. So seek support. Seeking out support from professionals or online communities can help individuals facing these forms of stigmatism by allowing them to connect with others going through a similar experience. Also online, you guys, I'm sure that there's lots of people out there that have experienced, you know, spectrophilia. I'm sure there's blogs, there's chat rooms about it. Definitely go and search for those. If I find any of them, I will link it in the show notes for sure. I will be searching after I shut off the podcast to see what I can find to link in the show notes because I do... Think that support is really, really important. Find like-minded people as yourself.
1: I agree. I'm joking around quite a bit. I'm saying a lot of probably negative things to some of you. Uh, Just having fun about it, though. Definitely, if you have any issues, seek professional help. So, practice self-care. Caring for yourself is essential when dealing with any form of stigma or discrimination and should be prioritized above all else. This could include mindfulness techniques, Exercise, um, listening to music, connecting with nature, I mean, that'll be cool. I guess you can connect with your inner self.
0: Well, like going outside, too, and like meditating outside and yoga. I like doing yoga outside sometimes.
1: You could go to euphoria nympho school.
0: That, that's a thing?
1: No, it's a joke.
0: <laughs> <laughs> My inner dits just came out like, wait, what?
1: <laughs> so... For those who experience uh, spectrophilia, it can be a source of mystery, curiosity, and even pleasure. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> While there is still much to learn about this rare phenomenon, it is clear that there is a variety of causes and experiences associated with it. For those curious, like Jenny, about the topic, <laughs> there are a few tips to keep in mind. First, Know that it is still being studied and its prevalence is unknown. Yeah, just like me. I'm just clueless. Second, seek out mental health professionals help to the yes, please. (laughs) And if you feel that you may may be experiencing uh, spectrophilia and want to talk about it.
0: Don't talk about it with Teddy. Talk about it with me.
1: I'll just tell you as it is. Finally, remember that regardless of its cause, it is important to engage in safe, consensual sexual activities. So, out of the consensual piece, you are never consensual when you're just giving yourself to a demon and to a ghost or whatever the heck you want to call it. If you need something that bad, there is a bunch of other crazy-ass websites out there to go get your lift off of whatever you need versus something not there. Maybe Jamie's right. You don't have STDs or any kind of issues.
0: I mean, hey, who the hell wants STDs, pregnancies, or sometimes like who wants a booty call? You know, you don't want to deal with like a real relationship. It, it's kind of a win.
1: However, you may have the ghost STDs. <laughs> and that's a whole other subject that we have to talk about.
0: Casperlitis. <laughs> all right you beautiful people out there teddy and jenny can be found on tiktok instagram threads youtube facebook and twitter if you're interested in cool merch from cream in my coffee check out our store on bonfire not only do we have fashionable cream in my coffee apparel we also have shirts tanks and hoodies representing multiple sclerosis awareness i also wanted to say thank you to each and every one of you for hitting that subscribe button for our podcast With each subscription, you allow more people to learn about this podcast. And when you hit that subscribe button, it automatically downloads our upcoming episodes on the day of release. For those of you listening to us on Spotify, as most of you know, Spotify now offers a really cool feature where you can leave us a comment on the Spotify platform, allowing you to engage with other listeners and see their comments as well. We love all your positive feedback for our show. You can also leave us voice recordings on Spotify for podcasters, which I will link in the show notes. Feel free to reach out to Teddy and Jenny at creamandmycoffee 97 at gmail.com with any questions, comments, or ideas for our upcoming episodes. We would love to hear from you. Thank you for listening. We also have some really, really amazing news regarding our daughter, Jessie, that we want to share with all you listeners. Our daughter has taken a big interest in acting and producing lately. She is well known as Jessie the Kid on TikTok, as most of you know by now. And she is now writing, producing, and acting in our new TikTok series called Whispers. If you're interested in all things spooky, please support our daughter on her first series by watching the first episode available on TikTok. We can be found on TikTok at cream in my coffee 97 we're so proud of our daughter
1: i'm so proud of her as well she's um just amazing i'm just very glad to to see that she's taken up something especially with our tiktok platform and uh, our other social media accounts so doesn't scare
0: you how much she's similar to me when it comes to all things spooky
1: yep it's extremely crazy at I don't know how to take it sometimes
0: we come up with the same ideas at the same time say the same things it is really it's like working with the mini version of myself i feel like i clone myself sometimes talking to her
1: in the uh, spirit of halloween it's very scary
0: (laughs) (laughs) it sure is it's one of her favorite holidays mine's as well and she's really gotten into this series that we were invited to do by tiktok She has completely taken over all writing, all producing, all acting. She knows how she wants it recorded, angles and all. I am truly just blown away with what this little girl is capable of doing. She really does have a gift. So please support her on her new adventure to acting on her TikTok series called Whispers. And Teddy Bear, I love you like I love my coffee. Hot, hot, hot. hot. Muy caliente, papi.